Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Dialogue Movie Club. I'm your host, Matthew, and with me this week, we got Drew. Drew, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, Matt. I'm doing good. I don't know what I did, um, but just... Uh, okay, I watched some of The Boys with Sydney. Um, fantastic. Um, absolutely loving it. I feel like there's not a bad season of The Boys. I feel like it just keeps continuing to impress me. I think mm-hmm. we are up to episode five or six now. So we're getting near the end because I think there's only seven, if I'm correct. Um, and then also just kind of been working on uh, shirt designs. Um, I'm thinking about getting an iPad to uh, hopefully be able to do better digital art. And I just received... My ray gun blowtorch I ordered uh, <laughs> looks like a ray gun from Call of Duty Zombies. It's badass. That's Gang. fantastic. I love yeah. it. Man. And speaking of badass, we got Dean. Dean, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Um, Last weekend, I went arrowhead hunting. Woo! I went arrowhead in Sandusky, hunting. Ohio. Not in Sandusky, Ohio. So I was reading on the internet um, about arrowheads the other day, and I read, and this might be a little high, but it's in a range. But um, I, what I read was, if you find and pick up an arrowhead, it wouldn't. If you found and pick up an arrowhead, it is likely what the website was said was it's likely. It's 10,000 years old. But that's just hard to believe. 10,000? So, yeah, I don't I know. know about that's, that. There are arrowheads that are that old, which is still crazy because, like, if you think about it, um, I mean, to get back to 0 AD, that's only, what? I don't want to be 2, stupid, but yeah, 2,000 years, right? And yeah. I mean, that's... Compared to that, that's not much. So that's just telling me Native Americans and just like, I don't know, just I didn't realize how long ago that society existed. And I don't know, maybe they migrate. I know there's been theories that they like migrated up from Florida and all different areas. I don't know. But basically, yeah, if you find and pick up an arrowhead, it's really old, like thousands of years old. And you're also likely the first person to have picked it up since its maker. And to me, I was wow. like, that's pretty cool. So you know next what, day, I mean? huh? I, I, no, I was just going to say, I was ready to call your, your, uh, your bluff, but oh, now yeah. looking into it, I was like, this can't be real, but I'm looking into it. It says that some Indians were perhaps as early as 11,000 BC in Michigan. In Michigan? Yeah. Oh, man, that's just crazy to think because that's I'm pretty sure that's even before the pyramids, right? That uh, is before the pyramids. No, it is before really? the pyramids. Yeah. Oh, my. Wow. Look Time that up now. Crazy. OK. <laughs> what um, I mean. is crazy. Pyramids. Oh, oh, one second. Pyramids. Yep, yep, OK. Yep. OK. Yeah, that was before the pyramids. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Dude. I mean, when was the pyramids? Uh, 
2500 BC. Yeah, that's still just so much earlier. And yeah, so I, I like just can't believe 10, it. 10,000 years before the yeah. pyramids. That's just crazy. Like, it opened a whole new window of interest in history for me. And so next day, I'm going arrowhead hunting. I'm like, all right. So I'm looking up. I'm like, do I need to know some rules or something? So looking into it, if you go arrowhead hunting, what I read was um, it's preferred to go on private land because then there's not much issues usually. Um, but if you go public land, it depends on the state whether or not you can keep the arrowhead. My plan was if I wasn't allowed to keep it in this state, I just wanted to pick it up and put it back. Or maybe pick it up and I don't know, maybe call a museum. Do you want an arrowhead? I don't know. I don't know. But um, so there's that. You are not allowed to pick up arrowheads from reservations and you are not allowed to pick up anything from Indian burial grounds, Native American burial grounds. Don't pick up anything from there. And um, so I did. I looked at the map where all the tribes were in Michigan through the years and such. And I basically determined my best area to go was Muskegon River because it looked like there was a tribe or two that stayed out there like a big one. And there were no reservations up there. And I didn't see any burial grounds. I was going to keep my eyes out. I know there's one that is really cool where it's like a bunch of wooden boxes like everywhere. Because that tribe did like, um, it was called soul boxes or something. I don't know. I'm, I doubt they named it that. But anyways, I went arrowhead hunting, chose a river, got to the river. Um, it was kind of difficult finding a place to go. Uh, I don't know if I actually ended up at Muskegon River. I ended up at like a state park and then I went to Duck Lake because I saw that went Duck. Yeah, Duck Lake that turned into a river, which was Duck Creek. And I followed that creek. Dude, I used to camp at Duck Creek uh, Campground. Hey, it's a beautiful area. Tori and I just saw like a sand hill and we're like, I don't know, you want to just climb up there and look around? And when we got to the top, we just saw this beautiful lake and like woods and such. It felt like I was in a movie. And so I was like, let's just look here. And it broke off into a river. And I was going to go in that river. But everywhere I went was just riddled with signs, private property, no trespassing. Like, to, there were so many signs, I couldn't say I didn't see a sign. And so I kept <laughs> going around looking for just a place to go in the river, man. What does a guy got to do to just go walk through a river? But uh, I... While I was looking, I saw roller coasters over the tree line. <laughs> and, and I love turn for the story. I was just like, what the hell? Roller coasters. And so we followed to the roller coasters, and it was Michigan Adventure. And I guess I just never put two and two together that Michigan Adventures was in Muskegon. But uh, my arrowhead hunting turned into... Uh, michigan adventures for the rest of the day oh so you guys actually did go in the park we did yeah we went for two hours and in those two hours we rode shivering timbers thunderhawk and the carousel um hell yeah i am planning to go arrowhead hunting again though because i really want to find an arrowhead like myself I, I i would go with you um yeah to look for arrowheads but also probably just to take film pictures uh it, but i told tori that she brought her film camera luckily i wish i brought nice. mine you see a lot of beautiful areas actually when you're yeah i'm sure you do my 
my uh, grandpa and I used to go looking for arrowheads, and he's Ooh. found quite a bit, actually. It's impressive stuff, but um, if you're into like arrowhead hunting, I think you would also like geocaching. Geocaching is pretty fun. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I um, what I read with arrowhead hunting is you want to look in streams and rivers because that's where the water's flowing, and the way the way arrowheads so old end up becoming visible is they get washed out from the shore they were buried in and travel down the rivers from where the tribes were. So you want to try and find rivers that would be flowing from where the tribes were. And you want to look for sandbars and my uncle who was phenomenal at finding artifacts. um, Tom, he says gravel bars in rivers are like your best bet, which I'm assuming is just like areas where there's a ton of stones and pebbles. I didn't mean to go on a super long Native American arrowhead tangent. Dean <laughs> I was just after, so interested in it. Dean, after finding all his arrowheads, these are my friends. <laughs> my <laughs> friends. My arm is complete. Whatever he says. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, good luck to you in the future finding arrowheads, Dean. Thank you. You guys are welcome to join if you want. I mean, like Drew said, if you just want to take photos, Thanks, that's even bro. a good way. So I'm always just down to run through a river. I thought it'd be fun yeah. to... I thought this would be a good excuse to go down private property rivers, but it would be fun. I just figured next time, just bring tubes to Duck Lake and just ride the tubes down the river. And if somebody goes, hey, you're in my yard, you go, oh, I, I don't know. I'm just tubing. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> nice. Very nice. Oh, um, I had a good week. I went uh, with previous guest jeremy even to go see marcel the shell with shoes on and it was a huh? a glorious movie great time what um, is that uh, marcel the shell with shoes on uh is gonna be the number one movie ever made uh because it's gonna it's gonna make marcel millions mar mar millions uh with shell aliens of what are you dollars. saying? <laughs> I can't understand you. Thank you, Drew. I thought I was just having a Dean moment. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I was just sitting here. I'm like, it'll make sense. Marcel <laughs> the Shell with Shoes on Sweep. Um, it's going to be the box office in the <laughs> summer. Uh, it's about this little shell. Um, it has shoes on. Its name is Marcel. And... <laughs> They're making a documentary about him. What the hell? I can't put it into words. You just have to, like, watch the trailer. So he is just a shell. It's a shell with shoes on, yes. A documentary? They're making a doc... In the movie, I think. In the movie, they're making a documentary about Marcel the Shell with shoes on. This sounds so ridiculous. It's um, it's fantastic. It had Jeremy and I dying laughing. Uh, the well, the the main character is Marcel, the shell with shoes on, and it's stop motion. So, okay. like the one character is stop motion, the rest of it is live action. So, 
it, it's really cool seeing what they do with it. Like, cause they make like cool set designs and like, Oh, where does Marcel live? And what does he do? And all that. And it's just a fun time. Go, go so, see Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Yeah. So what prompted you and Jeremy to <laughs> go see that? I seen the trailer a while ago and it just looks so wildly interesting to me. And I, and Jeremy didn't really want to go, but he has that like movie pass thing, so I'm like, well, yeah, you, you gotta go. Like, gotta what's, what's her movie pass? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, all right, I'll go, but I'm like skeptical on it. And like, even outside the theater, I was hyped. I was jittering for Marcel the shell with shoes on, and uh, <laughs> we sat down and we. I didn't watch Marcel the shell with shoes on. I sat my white ass down and listened. All right, that movie mm. it taught me more about life than any arrowhead finding trips or ray gun blow torches ever could. Is it uh, is it okay for us to say my white ass? I mean my my ass is white. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that our white asses are making yeah. a podcast. If the <laughs> if the producers get upset with us, well, screw off. Um, also, one other thing I want to announce. Maybe I'll cut this from the episode. Maybe I'll keep it. But um, dial-up pictures. Uh, if you are not following our uh, social medias, you have missed out on big announcements, a.k.a. our upcoming four-part epic event audio drama, Justice League Mortal. Which is going to be huge. All right, so 2007, George Miller, director of Mad Max, was going to be making a Justice League movie. This was a big deal. Then the writer strike happens. Long story short, movie gets canceled and never happens. And so what we wanted to do, uh, the script was put online. Uh, We wanted to make this script in the cheapest way possible um, because we can't make a hundred million dollar movie. We got no money. We have no money. (laughs) (laughs) So we made, we're making an audio drama of it and it's going to be four parts and it's going to be fantastic. And the best part, we want you in it. All right. We want you to audition for the roles. I mean, let me fire up these roles real quick that we got we want we need you we need a narrator we need batman we need flash we need superman we need wonder woman we need aquaman we need maxwell lord we need the martian manhunter we need green lantern we need talia al ghul we need wally west we need iris allen and we need alfred pennyworth i mean who doesn't so if that is something you are interested in, if you have the audio equipment and the, uh, if you ever wanted to dabble with voice work, if you're a voice work professional, you can uh, just go to our social medias, DM us. Hey, I'm looking to audition. You can either DM me, uh, the dial-up account, anything. If you uh, DM me, I'll pass the word to Matt. Yeah, DM Drew and Dean and they'll yeah. pass you on to me. And so... I just say, I'm looking for audition. I want to audition for so-and-so, and and I'll get you hooked up. So don't you worry about that. Real exciting stuff. producing it. Uh, Guys, what are your initial thoughts on that project? 
Um, well, it's going to be kick ass, and I think that this is a very cool idea. Uh, just being able to take something like this and kind of breathe new life into it because, yeah, this project never happened or never got uh, fulfilled. And, yeah, no, I think that's super cool, just kind of giving this story hopefully a second chance and letting people kind of witness this story in our own way. Mm-hmm. Myself? I don't have too much knowledge with superheroes. I mean, that's been obvious throughout the whole dial-up season. Um, But Matthew, he, I would honestly say, Matthew knows better than anybody else I know. Anything Marvel or DC. Not saying... What the hell? Where'd Deep go? Where'd you go? I mean, my I was doing hand motions as I was talking. <laughs> I my keyboard. Dang. And the call? No, it didn't end the call, but you left, so. Okay. I, All right. Uh, yeah. Basically, not saying he knows better than any, everybody in the world, but I at least know Matt knows the best out of anybody I know superhero wise and i have a lot of faith in him for this project i know the script is already made and it's pretty much being adapted but even then i know matt when i see superhero movies with matt and he has a problem he makes that problem known and that problem is usually valid if not always so (laughs) thanks i have a lot of excitement for this project to see it unfold i'm hoping uh um is it warner bros yeah warner bros Hoping they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nonprofit. If they're not cool with it, then oh my, I'm not gonna insult them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're canceling their own movies, man. It's not my fault. True, I know, but that just means they're not afraid to do anything. Yeah, maybe, so I mean, oh, I mean, oh man, I'm, I know I'm stalling on the Sweeney Todd talk, but the Batgirl movie. Do you guys hear about that? We don't yeah. talk movie news much, yeah. but. God, I heard about it. Million dollar movie, almost finished with post production, and they just flush it down the flush it down the toilet. That's so ridiculous. Did you see the the meme that was like um the? It was the meme that was originally going to Subway and thinking the sandwich is bad, brother. You made the sandwich. (laughs) That somebody. Well, it was something that was like um, DC is canceling Batgirl because they didn't. I don't know what it was called. They didn't like the post production review or something like that. And then it said, "Brother, you released Suicide Squad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, what is up with that? That's it's so strange. And I mean, Brendan Fraser is Firefly. We're never gonna see that now. Oh my god, I'm missing out on Brendan Fraser content. See- you do know more than me. Who's Firefly? Um, do you know who Killer Moth is? You ever played the Lego Batman him. game? Killer Moth is amazing. Uh, I played it, then it beat it. Um, Firefly is basically a dude with wings and a flamethrower. He's a Batman villain. Hey, club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year. And I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more. Eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been liquid IV. 
Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins in two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love all the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy, Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean, and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. Is he like um, the monarch from Venture Bros? <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Venture Bros, but sure, sure. You know, I think you would like Venture Bros. I just made a trailer for it on the Who Would Win show. and uh, Oh, you did? It's interesting. The clips I've seen. I'm like, this would be Bro, fun. I'd watch it with you. I'd watch it with you. Let's watch it sometime. Oh, that's Let's cute. watch it. Date night. All right. Well, enough Ooh. stalling. Let's get into Sweeney Todd, the barber, the demon barber of Fleet Street, which yes, Dean sir. brought us. Um, And since Dean brought us this movie he gets the host the oh. imdb game this week and while he pulls yes. that up i will explain the rules imdb is a website where users can go and rate a movie on a scale of one to ten all the scores are then compiled into a nice uh, yeah a neat nice number with a decimal point included drew and i will then guess the scores and whoever guesses closest will get to give their initial and final thoughts first yeah buddy uh, i won last week so i will get to go first you got it dean i got it now this movie i think people like it because i mean it had uh, it won an oscar i don't remember what for it was nominated for oscars and won an oscar and people just like this movie it's like a pretty mainstream liked movie I don't think people love it. I'm going to guess an 8.4. Oh, that's too oh, high. That's too high. All right. I'm going to guess. You said an 8.4, you said? Eight, you said 8.4? 8.4. All right. I'm going to guess an 8.1. All right. Well, I know who won. 
and before I release that information, um, I have recently from this webpage uncovered some fantastic news. Okay, what's that? Um, it's from an ad on the top of the webpage for IMDb. Um, major Beavis and Butthead spoilers. Oh, no. <laughs> it says new Beavis and Butthead series now streaming on Paramount Plus. No way. I know what you're doing Buckle after up. this, D. Yeah, I know what I'm doing Hell after yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Drew won. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> It's it's a seven point three. Um, it it probably had a higher score originally, but the popularity seems to be on a major decline. Bummer. Um, other than that, Matt mentioned that it won an Oscar. It did. It won best achievement in art direction. Ooh, it was I believe that also nominated for best performance by an actor in a leading role. Johnny Depp. Yeah! He didn't win. Fire up Johnny Depp. And then best achievement in costume design, Colleen Atwood. Colleen Atwood. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. There you go. Interesting. Well, Drew, you won the IMDb game, so you get to give your initial thoughts on Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street first. Oh, buddy. I don't know uh, what my first experience of this movie was like, but... I, my mom was a big fan of this film and that's how I heard about it first. And she would just constantly be playing the soundtrack. She plays musical soundtracks a lot when she's cleaning or cooking or whatever. Um, and so I became very familiarized with this soundtrack, probably even before I saw the movie. Um, and then, yeah, I eventually did watch the movie and I really liked it because I already liked the songs at that point. And then seeing how it all came together and being a kid growing up kind of on horror movies, um, I thought it was really cool and it, that I finally had like a musical that I could like because there wasn't anything else like that um, that I had seen. And so, yeah, no, I really loved it. And uh, I've seen it many, many times at this point. And yeah, I, I don't love it as much as I used to. But there's still a very big appreciation for the film. All right. All right. Well, it was one of your... Did you say it was one of your first R-rated movies? Uh, I don't think... Oh, you know what? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. It is R, right? It is R. It it wouldn't have... I wouldn't have seen it in theaters, that's for sure. But it might have just been one of my first, like, at-home R movies. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I nice. first saw this movie with you boys in a cabin. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, was one it? of those watches. What? Yeah, it was in the little shack cabin. Really? I it thought was... we watched it at one of your old places, Dean. No, it was in the little shack cabin because um, Matthew, when he stood up to leave at all the good parts, he went into one of those like. It was like bedrooms, but the wa- the walls didn't connect to the ceiling. You know what? I think you're right. Ah, that's weird. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, and it was one of those watches where the first five, ten minutes happens, and you're like, you know what? Same for me. I don't really want to watch this. But then the people around you are like, 
Matthew, this is the best movie ever made. It's no. uh, just the most overhyped garbage. I bet we overhyped it. I wouldn't doubt it. I and, bet we uh, overhyped it, but not to that degree. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of the time of that first watch was spent uh, on my phone in other rooms. I think I got up and made everyone grilled cheeses at one point. And they were and, delicious. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um and yeah, I just I didn't like it. Um and then I rewatched it this week and after watching it I thought I wanted to go on Letterboxd and update my review from two years ago. And I think my review still stands with my thoughts. Um and the review is pretty much it says This movie is the cinematic equivalent of getting teeth pulled. Whoever gave Tim Burton a camera made a mistake. And you know what? Jeez. Those words from two years ago, Matthew, you could not be more correct. Good for you. I don't think so. I hate I, this movie. I, it's just so rough. I think you're looking at a couple parts of this film and you're like, man, I really hate those parts. So this film sucks as a whole. Only one part I like. And, but like, you got to admire like the character design. You got to admire the art style, the art direction, like Johnny Depp. Like there's a lot I like of the colorization. love about this movie. Even if you don't love the story, Helena Bonham Carter is great. Like I like the colorization. Yeah. The color is cool. Oh, yeah. I lack love the color gray and more gray and uh, dusty gray. Oh, the, so the do you hate Godzilla 1950 then? <laughs> No, because it's... there's also white in that. Um, Screw you. There's white in this. It's in his. It's in the main character's it's in his hair. Well, a Deville looking ass hair. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe if you hey, got <laughs> that yee ass haircut, you'd get a judge on your chair. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying, Matt. Right. The la- the ladies go crazy over that look. That. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I go crazy over that look. Yeah, see, you know, even Dean, he's for it. I'm all for it. Same, honestly. <laughs> like, he, he looks amazing in that. And I feel like that is like a costume I would want to be for Halloween or for Comic Con someday. It'd be so cool. Respectfully. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Well, Dean, my initial thoughts. Initial I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to quick zoom through them. Initial thoughts. Um, Picked the movie for Drew's sake, also out of spite that Matt treated his first watch through so poorly. Yeah. You know, I probably would have liked to have been sitting here talking about Fiddler on the Roof or Little Shop, but I just had to make Matt watch it. So my initial thoughts aren't going to be like, I'm so psyched to see this movie. I wasn't. I mean, I'm. it's all right. It's a, it's a, what I said to Drew and Matt was it's a subpar film. Now, I did say to them, by the end of this recording, I could either be more so on Matt's side or more so on Drew's side. It's up to them to help convince me. We'll see how it goes. But indifferent, I like how it looks. And I was very excited to see the Sacha Baron Cohen scene. So there you go. He is right. one of the, uh, even though he's a small role, he kind of carries he, yes. uh, kind of the midsection of this film. I watch. I think I watch it for his character. God, he's yeah, amazing. I like things in it. Like I like um, oh, what's his name? He plays Snape. Oh, the judge. Alec um, Rickman. Yeah, uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were gathering at my ward. Yeah, I wrote that line down. <laughs> you, uh, where is it? Where is it? Um, you gandered. You, you gandered at my ward. Yes, sir. You've gandered. <laughs> that whole scene where he's interrogating him, like in his house, I love that. It's so great. The concubines also- of Egypt and. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm-hmm. basically telling him eventually like you can look at all the things you want about women in these books, and he's like, "Um, I think we're on the wrong page." Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell but, you um, one thing: this movie opens yes. up ugliest CGI opening. <sighs> it is ever. It is yeah. very bad, but I I still like it. I like the direction they were trying to go. And I think the music does really complement it well. Like, if you just squint your eyes and watch <laughs> it, you know, it looks a lot better that way. It um, looks a little less like a Oscar PlayStation for? 1 game. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it win the Oscar? That Wasn't it for the cinematic art? It's for art it? direction, which I get winning what? that because that's like costume design, set design. Oh, it's, okay. it's yeah, that was really art good. Related. But yeah, I, yeah, like, dude, that blood don't be looking right. Like, maybe it's the no. blood of yeah. someone oh, who eats yeah. like 40 red Kool-Aid packets a day, <laughs> but that ain't right. That, that meat grinding yeah, was the worst like in my meat worms. Yeah, and they looked yeah, and they bad. Were, they weren't good. Yeah, they were bad. But also, when they're coming into town on the wooden ship, isn't our first song, There's No Place Like London? Yes, and I love that This kid, song. I like the song, but I was really listening to it this time, obviously. And I'm listening to it, and this kid's like, I've been to Peru, and it, he's been all over the world. He's been to all these beautiful places. Mm-hmm. But there's no place like Smogrid in London, where <laughs> thousands of people died from air pollution back in that time. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get that either. Maybe London was kind of just like, um, I don't know, being such like a sailor-heavy hub. And then also being like, I don't know, maybe it was one of the bigger cities back in the day. Maybe that's what was fascinating about it. But um, no, I don't get that either. I think also he is the worst part of this film. He is. No, 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 no. I kind of got to agree with Drew. I don't like the, I know she's a very important part, but I don't like old crazy woman. Well, she's she's a little she's, annoying, but she serves a vital role to the story. Um, she uh, is it right? She's not in it enough she, to where I hate her. Wait, wait, wait! Dean's about to say something he's going to regret. <laughs> I, I said she's my dunce. Oh, okay. She's All right. Okay. I mean, I I guess that's kind of fairish. I don't agree, but I, I, I mean, know. I see where you're coming from. Okay, oh, let's oh, run oh, through um, old lady's story the, real quick. Wait, well, I think I'm already changing my dunce. Oh, well, good. Don't have to go lower um, mode. <laughs> I was gonna say the um, like assistant to the judge. Oh, oh yeah, Beetle. Yeah, Beetle. Whatever his um, name is, if that's it, it matches. Oh shoot! What is his <laughs> full name? I don't know who this actor is that plays him, but every every time I see him in a movie, he's playing the same dude. 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, he's got the same personality, obviously different characters, but like I think in Harry Potter, he's a rat, which he's got the look for it. Like, I don't mean the ream on the guy. I think I think he's like he should be happy with where he's at and what he's done, but he's got rat villain look. Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bamford. Um, yeah. Played yeah. by Timothy Spall. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think, like, I like him, though, as an actor. Like, I think he does. I do, too. Even though he is kind of the same character each time, he does a great a great thing. He's got a good thing going. You know, I've always kind of, like, if people ever knew me one day, like, I became well-known to where I noticed it. I feel like it's I'm going to have a Steve Buscemi route in my timeline. <laughs> Because Steve Buscemi thought he was attractive until he became famous. <laughs> Dang. And so you got humbled. I mean, yeah. Man, <laughs> that's rough, dude. I'm sure he's still proud of where he's gone, though. I mean, I would be. I just, you know, love yourself, move on. He's obviously got friends. He's got family. Yeah. You, you need confidence. You do need confidence, it's all you need. but you don't have to be confident in, confident in your looks. You can just be confident in who you are as a person. That's, that's what it is. You just got to be confident in who you are, and in turn, it can make your looks better. True. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, people find that very appealing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. This is I got Tori. You guys um, should do uh, life, life courses. <laughs> <laughs> uh group support the um that that guy i was talking about though i mean his name always escapes me but um yeah the young guy in the boat in the beginning don't like him i think he's very annoying very whiny and kind of just childish and mm-hmm. then um like <laughs> there's so many times like um when he runs up when judge uh Turpin is in uh the barber shop, Sweeney Todd's barber shop, and he runs and he's like uh Todd, uh, uh Joanna is uh, co- uh gonna come for me tonight or something. Uh <laughs> like Sweeney Todd like yells at him or something, and he without saying anything, he just like skitters away. Like real quick, just <laughs> skitters. I think it's well, Sweeney, you're talking about when he like yelled at him, right? Yeah, he's like, the Get judge out! was there. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I would have bolted too. But like, <laughs> God, dude, he's there, there's multiple times in the movie where I think he does that, and also, uh, it it made me laugh quite a bit when um he is like getting just the absolute shit beat out of him uh by Beetle. And then he he stands back up and immediately just starts going, I'll steal you, Joanne. <laughs> just like straight back to it. I'm like, bro, come well, on. My, my perception of this kid, and for one, that London comment, which still doesn't make sense because his whole time in London seems miserable. Dude, there's no place like London. Gets whipped in the street. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, um, I, I don't know if he like technically annoyed me because I'm like, this dude's in love. He's just way head over heels. But um, uh, what was it? 
he yeah he meets sweeney on the boat and they can he's like no place like london then sweeney's like no place like london and he's like what and he's like yeah and then <laughs> yeah. part ways and he, they're like parting ways and he's like you want to be my friend he's like <laughs> which is implied yes and then next time he sees him it's like can i keep this girl in your house or something hide this girl <laughs> like he like sweeney like very cautiously says yeah i'm cool with you well, and the dude is like welcome me into your home yeah i mean it's- it wasn't even like him really that was saying yes like helena bottom carter was kind of pressuring uh sweeney into it you know she was like yeah yeah she, she can stay right right love right love who's helen um Who's she? Miss uh, yeah, Miss Lovitz. Yeah. How could you forget? I'm bad with character names. I'm sorry. Drew, uh, that... you love the movie. Ah, uh, Matt, you should talk. You should. Talk. Oh no, I was just gonna say that Timothy kid. He Sweeney gives him no reason to really think. Yeah, you can come to my barber shop and bring your little hostage here. Yeah. He he's just like. Like, yeah, like you said, he's like, okay, I guess we're cool. Like, don't come visit me. <laughs> yeah. And then, then he's like showing up into his door like every five minutes. <laughs> and I honestly, I forgot he was a part of the movie. And then like when he showed up again to Gander at Joanna, yeah. um, I was like, okay, is this going to be a little side plot? And yep, it was I'm like, man. Like, I don't like the Sweeney Todd parts, but when his parts were on, I was like, bring me back to the Sweeney Todd parts. <laughs> yeah, no. God, and that song is so bad, and it plays at least three times Which in one? the movie. The I See You, Joanna. Yeah. They, I, I don't mind it. I hate I don't mind it. it. I see you, it's just so sappy. Those scenes are so slow. It's really unlike a lot of the rest of the film, and I feel like that could have been a lot more concise than it actually was. If you think that song is sappy, what do you think of this song? Which, I like this song. It's maybe my favorite, but maybe you'll jog my memory and I'll get a better one. But I really do like when the boy is singing, No One's Gonna Harm You. I like that no, song. I don't, I don't mind that. I, like, I, I think that one's fine. Um, it's not my favorite by any means, but I think that, uh, feels a little bit more purposeful in my opinion. And yeah. it's only used maybe twice when no one's going to harm you, not while I'm around. And I like how, um, that's used by, it's sung by him and Miss Love. It kind of like they're going back. I don't like it when she sings it. it. No, when she sings it, I'm like. I don't trust you. Um, I think something Dean, is going to harm. Dean, uh, Lion King episode, you said you don't like kids singing. Uh, what's up with this? Um, He's like a kid who ha- he was forced to grow up. He's like a little man because of his living conditions. <laughs> he's like, not I a kid, Drew. Him. It's a little man singing. <laughs> oh, I respect all right. him because he's had a rough life. He pretty much was forced to grow up, like I said. But, like, watching Sacha Baron Cohen just, like, kicking him in the tent. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> smacking shit around as he's, like, he's abusing that kid. I felt for him. Yeah, I uh, mean, that's probably I don't like the Not While I'm Around song for the reason I don't like the kids singing. 
I, really? I don't mind his first song, the Elixir song. Well, that's a good yeah, one. Because he's like it. being a little salesman. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's cute. Yeah. Little kid salesman. So the pies one, yeah, the too. The pies one. It, like, it redoes they, it with They the pie. use a lot of the same oh, yeah. melodies for songs. Like they'll repeat melodies and um, just like the mm-hmm. instrumental, but then they change up the meaning and the words throughout the film, which I think is really cool, honestly. And it probably saved them a good amount of money, too. <laughs> yeah it, i mean i'm trying to think of my favorite song i like the i don't really know what song in particular but he says it a few times but i just like when sweeney todd's like there's a big black hole it's full of shit oh <laughs> yeah like that. that's kind of like a continuation of the first song that yeah. one is that is fantastic what is this looks like piss smells like piss <laughs> i wish i to know who has a nerve to say my elixir is piss who says this? <laughs> oh, the the king of barber, barber of kings. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole movie. Brilliant. This part and when he goes to the barber shop. Honestly, maybe it'd be too much. I just I, I'd love to see a movie of their rivalry. But I mean, Sweeney just is like, nah, you gotta die. <laughs> Yeah. Um wait, so Matt, your favorite and least favorite, your favorite was the um there's a hole in the world like a great black pit and it filled with yeah. uh, filled with shit. Yeah, that one. And my least favorite would be there's honestly a lot of contenders. Got my least favorite. I got my least favorite. Okay, you go my first. Least favorite so I'm gonna look it up. Is um when he's convincing the judge to go to the barber shop and he's like Pardon me, sir, if I could tell you that you need a shave or whatever he <laughs> that says. One, that one is yeah. bad, but it's it was very laughable for me. It always takes me by surprise. It took me by surprise. I was like, oh, he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before I answer for worst song, I have a question. Yeah. People singing in this movie. Are they actually singing or is it an internal monologue? Because it flips between them and it frustrates me it so does, much it does flip between them i think you just have to use your better judgment so why, to tell when why can't it flip between them because i like consistency and i have a little pea brain that gets yeah, confused it sounds because, like, like it. it even it even does it in the same song like when he has the judge's yeah. chair and they like do it all of a sudden acapella about how pretty girls are pretty ruining women. their lives pretty women yeah pretty women and then also in the middle of the song, he's just like, I'm going to get my revenge and slit <laughs> your throat. And he's like, <laughs> pretty, pretty women. women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you hearing it? Uh, Yo. I mean, see, you could tell. You could tell when it did that. But we, but the, but he was I just singing it with him a second ago. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> And there, I, in like, the, I um, think he even goes like, "What was that? I'm going to give you a good shave." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the closest I ever gave. I don't remember. Don't judge me for my songs with this. I don't remember any of the exact words for the songs. Um, Pumping pussies into pies. <laughs> I didn't even hear that, but I guess that was in it. Uh, um, that's my favorite line. That is great. When. St- when Sweeney gets his razors back and mm. he's like, um, my friends or something like that. Eventually he's staring at them 
and he's like to Miss Lovitz, leave me. And she she has to leave because he says, leave me. And I'm just thinking, like, um, why did he ask? Why did he ask her to leave? Because, okay, I got three options written down, actually. <laughs> you really says, looked into this. <laughs> this you got to tell me. Why did he ask for her to leave? What purpose did this serve? Right, was, it a, was it A, just for him to extend his arm and say it's complete again? And that's it. Um, okay. Maybe he's so fond of him. Maybe he's got a yoink it to his razors. <laughs> that's B. Or C. Just I guess he's just going to sit around and twiddle his thumbs alone. Because what else is he going to do in that empty room? It's up either there? B or C. Uh, got pick one. You, uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say C the... then. I'm going to say C. I okay, think that's the okay. more likely option. I think I gotta go with the fun one. It's gotta be B. All right. Okay. All right. Um, good. Good. Oh God, the score! I love the score in this film almost more than I actually love the the real songs. Like when he does say, "Like my arm is complete," and then like you get that big pan, um, dolly out shot from the window. Oh my God, the score at that point, and it uses the same uh, songs here and there but it's the one that's like it's like it seems very menacing and like kind of a little heavy i love it so good so good biggest r.i.p wait 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 wait. did you did you say your favorite and least favorite song because that's what matt just said i said my at least my least favorite i guess what's my favorite my favorite, 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 my favorite. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Can I get like some bullet points? Just a big black hole is full of shit. No. You know what? I think that is my least. No, I think I know what your favorite song would be, Dean. The this is piss, piss what tank. I'm really thinking about that. I just don't want to have forgotten one. You know. I think that's it. Okay. Shave the face. All right. I think I think so. My least favorite is definitely the Joanna song, although there are a couple that are close contenders, like the um the one you were mentioning me uh the to me Dean the um pardon sir, uh-huh. <laughs> the the Beatles song the Beatles song. May I recommend you get on it? <laughs> uh, but I think my favorite has to be a little priest. I love that song. I think they have a very good no! dynamic. Oh, no. It's a good it song. Is a great it's song. A good song. I, so is that the one where he goes Dang. out in the streets and Dang. he's like pointing at everyone no, and he's no, like, no, I'm no. going to kill you and that, you. That's and the same song. That's the continuation of the song, the Black Hole song. Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> the, I thought that was the, the song, A Little so. Priest song is when they're in the shop looking through the glass window and they're talking about like how all the different people would taste and yeah, cook right. It's a little weird. I love it. I, mean, I think it's it's one of the most fitting songs for like the the center point of the story. And I think yeah, they they have a very good dynamic. The two of them singing back and forth, and I don't know. That's just the point in the movie where I just I'm like, yes, I'm gripped by this. Well, while we're right there. Um, 
I guess we can get to uh, Sacha Baron Cohen's uh, visit to the barber shop, and he's gonna blackmail him. He knows who he was. He sat in this seat and remembers. He looked up to Sweeney, and now he's gonna take half your profits. Yeah. Dude ain't even Italian. Sweeney. It's all a ruse. Everything about him is a ruse. Sweeney. But Sweeney, Paul. oh no, no, no. Sweeney just kills him. Sweeney, dunce of the movie. Cringe. A for killing Sacha Baron Cohen. Um, B, because he's like, let me come back to this London town where I'm banned from and got sent off to sea, and let me move into the exact same place and do the exact same job. But and he looks, murder. Yeah. he probably looks very different because no one recognizes him. So, I mean, except I have done a better yeah. job, except Sacha I mean, Baron Cohen, but. I haven't seen my childhood hair stylist since I was young. Yet, if I see her now, I will know instantly that was my hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the only person who doesn't recognize him is his wife. I think I got a brain dead off poison. To. I'm gonna. She starts. To. I'm gonna. She's like, do I know? And then yeah. I think Miss Lovitz like turns him away or something. Well, no, that's I think that's when he slits her throat. Because that's in the sh- that's in his shop when she's in there and she's like, "Wait a second, do I know you?" And then yeah, just- and then he's like, "Yeah." How does the judge not recommend him when he's like even shaving him? I mean, dude, you literally stole his wife and kid. Well, but he also says that um, he's done so many um sentences or something uh, like that like yeah there's a point where he sentences a child to oh, hang i love that he's like <laughs> oh. your sentence is to hang by the neck until you are dead and then as they're walking out of the courthouse beetle is like thank you your honor just the sentence we wanted <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was going to you know that i know there's other huge ones but that might be my biggest R.I.P. The little kid. <laughs> I really felt bad for that kid. You know what? That's that's understandable. I think that is very understandable. But I think I'm going to have Obviously, to give it to... you won't leave the life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to give it to Crazy Lady. And um, mm. I think Dunce... I mean, I'm going to pull a Matt here, kind of, uh, on Matt and say, Matt... You're not going to call the rapist and the person who hold their daughter and captive the dunce? Because I'm saying Judge Turpin. So he did. He did rape her. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did at the party as everyone was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Because what I was going to say was that masquerade party, when I was watching it and he like, just like, drapes his coat over her or something and i'm like everybody's just watching i'm like what the hell's going on and tori's like he's raping her i'm like what and i guess i guess he was and uh, because drew says it so it's confirmed now you're cold also (laughs) when that's happening the most dastardly deed at this masquerade which is it's got masks because people want to hide their identities. Why, at the worst event, would 
rat beetle man take his mask off like he just takes it it's, off and he's for like the close-up oh yeah he's got a sneer <laughs> got a little sneer going yeah here's my question why'd she go to the party because probably because one she knew that they just came and bonked her husband over the head and sent him away and they could do the same thing to her or worse just take her child so I'm sure she knew either that, way. All I'm saying that place was practically had a big banner on it said London Rape Festival. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, that's a masquerade. She's probably worried they're gonna kill her if she doesn't o- obey the judge's commands or whatever. You know, if I ever get invited to a masquerade, I'm gonna go hell no. Oh, I look like a criminal? (laughs) Judge Turpin. Sorry, it's just reminding me. But every time, the second I saw him in this movie, I was like, it's coming up. And I knew what I was waiting for. It was the, but this, uh, but I see no lady. And I just thought of the MLG Snape video. (laughs) When he says that, I have to. Dude, yeah, so back in the day for our listeners who don't know about this trend, there was MLG videos, Major League Gaming. Um, They were basically a parody of video games being taken to an extreme to where people would just freak out over like a quick scope you got in Call of Duty or something. And uh, people just started making these edits of just movies and media. And I made one of that scene, the, but I see no lady. And yeah, every time I watch that scene, I think about that too. At this point, <laughs> I think that video is lost media. But you made that? I did make that video. What video was that? Because I always thought that was just some other dude that. Oh, did. no, no, I made that. It was the MLG Snape. That's what I called it. Oh, really? Yeah. Indeed, but I see no lady. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. No, Judge, I'm not saying uh, Judge Turpin is not a viable dunce choice. Okay, Definitely right. viable. He has dunce qualities up the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, I say the... Um, hmm, I'm thinking of my MVP. Same. I'm thinking... I was going to say the kid, but is Lovitz? I don't... I was also she thinking about his Lovitz. Wife, no, because... Yeah, she she hides his wife, and, like, he was going to find out eventually, which he did. A a lot of what she did was just um, built around the fact that she wanted to be with Todd. And that seems... That's not only scummy, but stupid. Question. Do we have a new contender for Borneous character? Oh, yeah. Uh, What did you say, Matt? No, I mean, she she is a very horny character, but I still got to say Anne Hathaway from Interstellar. Yeah, not the most she's, she's, Anne Hathaway's got a she lot. She traveled the galaxy to get some of that. <laughs> True. She didn't even get it, did she? I don't know. Oh, she, I think she did get it. Oh, no, she, she didn't. She didn't, bro. No, it was oh. all for nothing. I got a blue blue planets. <laughs> yeah, I got to give my MVP to the kid. I think because he does kill the demon of Fleet Street. He does. Oh yeah, I am giving it to the kids. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! What is this now? He he kills Sweeney Todd. 
Sweeney Todd dies? Yeah, yeah, Matt, I know your brain fell apart at the ending, but yeah. So when... And you rewatched bro. it, but I guess it's still... Okay, when, when it's the end of the movie, the climax of the film is when he finds out that he killed his own wife, the crazy lady, and he spins Mrs. Lovett into the fire, and then uh, she burns to death, and then he uh, goes and like cradles his wife, and as he's doing that, um, cradling her dead body, you see these hands come up and grip like the sewer grate and lift it because the kid was hiding down there because Sweeney locked him in there. And then he comes yeah, up and splits his he throat. Oh, oh, he was locked. Yeah, he was locked in there. And it, was, it wasn't it was that long. Wait, and how do you open it? No, he, so he was locked in the, um, the meat, uh, the furnace room. And then uh, yeah. he, there was like a sewer grate in that room Oh yeah, I see what you're in the sewer. So I watched the movie and I texted the boys this. And after the point where Miss Lovitz gets thrown into the fire, I was just in sheer shock and awe of the stupidity that I was just <laughs> like brain numb at that point. And there's like two minutes left. Stupidity and I, of what? Like Mrs. Lovett or know. the ending? Just the the way it looks. It looks atrocious. The that's not. I don't stupid, think it looks though. so that's bad. Just I think it looks bad awful. CGI. But like, she just, I don't like, think it looks. Her good. arms are on. She's just like ah, ah, for like thirty seconds, and it's just like oh, get. This she is looks stupid. like somebody threw a muppet in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not the best looking, but I don't think it's atrocious. Not nearly as bad as the beginning intro, yeah. but. Also, she's just such an important character of the story, and she gets such like an unceremonious death that I really felt no impact. I I was more so just bewildered that it happened. I don't think it's. I think. I mean, that's what happens even in the Broadway musical. I've always thought. I've always thought it was. I don't know if I want to say cool, but I, I always thought it was like a good way to yeah, do it. Yeah, I think it is too because he finds out that she's been lying to him this whole time and then he's like, you know what? You're right, Mrs. Lovett. Let's not have a care in the world. And they just start singing and they're spinning and she's like, you really mean it? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to toss you in this furnace. You've sweaty she's, like, she's nervous about it for a bit. You can see yeah. it. She's like, because you're going to kill me? And then he's like, no, we're going to sing and dance. And then right when she's like, oh, yay. Fire. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is a straight up murderer, bro. He gets oh, lied yeah. to once in this. Well, he like, is. It's it's go well, time. It's like, bro, you aren't any no, better. No, 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 no. You were cooked. You were feeding an entire town human meat. Yeah, he was a murderer much sooner than that, and it's because the world is a whole like a great black pit, and it's filled with people who are filled it's with filled shit. With people that are filled with shit. So yeah, he's. I don't know. He's he's get. It starts off as a revenge film against one person, and then it becomes a revenge film against every person because he he's emo boy. I uh, with him and like the murdering people in his barbershop for one. Every time the body slid down that chute and hit the ground, I was just like, "Damn!" Yeah, <laughs> because it like just. 
if you weren't dead before then, you were dead after. I, I yeah. love that and, scene where it is just back to back of him using the chair. And that chair yeah. is almost such like a central piece of the film. And I love it. It is so cool how they like came up with that. I love how there's one dude who showed up with his family and he actually gets a shave and goes yeah. home because <laughs> the whole family's sitting on the chair watching. Yep. Um, well i I, with how all of those deaths are like clean slit throat like just one swift slice down the chute i love how when he does the judge he don't even give him the time of day to do that he just stabs it right into him and that scene to me is so gratifying that is one of the scenes that i wait for especially just the delivery of Benjamin Barker. Yeah, I I wait for that a lot. I always forget when he says Benjamin Barker. And then that scene happens. I'm like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I think of Drew. (laughs) Is it somebody in your family named that, though? No, but our last name is Barker, so makes sense. I told Tori your dad was Benjamin. (laughs) Bro, you don't know my dad's name? I know him by Chip, his nickname. Harvey Senior, oh, bro. You're right. You're right. Oh, how could I forget that? I don't know. Oh man, but I don't uh, know. I I wanted to say this real quick because, uh, while we were talking about like the furnace scene and the ending, um, I love right after he shuts the furnace door, and there's the scene from within the furnace looking through the little window at him. And you just see his eyes looking into the furnace and you see the fire in his eyes. And that really gives the illustration of him being the demon barber of Fleet Street. Like you see the fire in his eyes. It's very like menacing in that moment. I love that. Mm, Drew, I I don't mean to alarm you, but you just said the name of the movie. (laughs) I said it. I said the thing. Um... Yeah, that's one of my um, favorite um, scenes. Um, um, that and then yeah. the one that I mentioned earlier when his arm is complete and you get the giant dolly out of the city. That is super cool. Oh, you know what the worst shot is? The intro? Oh, I know it. I, Actually, can I say my guess? Well, I, I have three bad shots. Intro's right. one. Uh, what's your guess, Dean? There's one shot that I really disliked. The intro is like an obvious bad one. I don't even have to say it. The other shot I'm thinking of is one where it like, I feel like it's very Tim Burton-y where it's just snaking all through the town. That's the one because it, yeah. because it's not Tim Burton-y. It's Sam Raimi-y and they do it a million oh. times worse. They take the oh, Sam Raimi so iconic beef. Evil Dead shot and they make it so digitalized uh, and janky and garbage. I mean, yeah, and I hate it. It's it's not living up Some to beef, Sam beef. Raimi's uh, his type of shots, but I think it's still cool. I think it's still Dude, like practically just yeah, run a camera through say. London. Why? It does all these like it seems digital easier. snaps. Oh, and you can yeah. see the because they're going to go back to. 
1800s of London. They have sense. They have sense yeah, in this movie, think, Drew. Do you think it they won, it won best art okay. direction? And you're telling me they couldn't have done sense? You don't. They couldn't have done it practically. You think they're gonna rebuild the entirety of 1800s of London? They as sure had good sense. Oh man, they're really fighting. That ain't gonna happen, buddy. If this man. movie would have had a 200 million budget, maybe if you would have supported Sweeney Todd a bit more. They could have done it. <laughs> Never give my money. More yeah. Never give my money to Tim Burton, that hack. When I watched Deadwood, I was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about him. But I watched this, and I know I'm right. Tim Burton's a hack. No, no, he no. is all style, no substance. Oh, shut your trap. He's like, oh, let's put all our money into set design. What's writing? What's screenplay? Oh, let's What's think about story? this. What screenplay? What story? How about yeah, Ed Wood? Um, Ed Wood maybe was good. Edward Scissorhands. Maybe a Nightmare Before Christmas. Bad. No, no. And he didn't direct that. He just Sub produced bar. it. Yeah, he produced it, but still, his his visual creative style was a heavy influence on that movie. Okay, I'm sorry, Drew. Next month, I'll pick Alice in Wonderland. Don't pick and, that. That movie sucks. Pick. <laughs> Did you like Tim Burton's Batman? No, I hate his Batman because oh, he ha- yeah, he hates yeah. Batman. He doesn't. He's like read the comics. Hell no! Let's make Joker a guy and let's have him be the one that killed his parents. You want me to go on a Batman nineteen eighty nine rant right now? I will. Let's let's do the Penguin. He's he's a little troll man from the sewers. No, that's not how the Penguin is. Pick up a damn book, Tim. I hate this. And man. this is why you're doing mortals. Yeah, I'm, I'm fixing a mistake. I look back at our screen and I see Drew's just gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he went. But I'm assuming um, he just got pissed off and left. He he's he's taking a breather. Drew's taking a breather. Okay. Um, my face is red right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it's all right. I can't see it anyways. Uh, well, I can see your face. I can't see red. Oh. Um, the when the the by the sea song i think i like that song i can't remember it it's the song where they're like by the sea and johnny depp's in the uh striped black and oh white that, that's through. my favorite shot in the movie just the hard cut oh, to him is? in the goofy outfit uh <laughs> i um well i kind of feel i don't know if i'm supposed to feel bad for her ever but i kind of feel bad for miss lovett during this sequence because she's like dreaming about like her relationship with Sweeney and how perfect it's going to be, how they're going to get married and everything. And the whole time through, she sounds happy as can be, like it's coming true. But that's why I feel bad for her, because even though she's feeling this way, you just take one look at Sweeney. The whole time, he just looks like he is distraught like they're yeah even at the wedding she in the song she's like and i'll say i do and he'll say and he doesn't say it and he's just he just like oh nods (laughs) yeah Yeah, he like struggles to say it and then just nods so dead set on revenge it's it's just it's not that i don't think i just think he's unhappy because it's not his wife well yeah that's part of the revenge like it's it's all it all comes back to his wife and I think he just wishes really his life would have panned out differently. 
I think he wishes his life would have panned out differently and that his wife was still around. I just, I don't think during that sequence that he's thinking revenge. Maybe he wants revenge. But I mean, being there getting married and he's with Miss Lovett and all that, I'm sure he's, oh, he's just not like, this actually is wrong. getting married. It's just a vision of Miss Lovett's. Yeah, and even in her vision, he's not happy. Because <laughs> that's just how he is. I just feel bad for her. I don't know. I guess maybe there's <laughs> a... Fixer. Maybe you could say there is a flaw. I don't know if I'd consider it a flaw or not. Maybe you could. But, like, I can feel bad for even bad people. Yeah. Like, I don't know why no, it is. I think that's that's very valid i mean take a look at joker he's not a great person by any means but you feel bad at bad for him because of what happens in his life i think it's just like i'm more so like i'm not i'm not saying like i well i'm not saying that i like these bad people but it's like i can feel bad or feel for them because like um Oh jeez, what is it? I would miss Lovitz. She just oh, oh oh yeah, I think it's the whole mindset of um I just don't think anybody deserves to go through that. Like I know people say someone deserves something for doing something bad, but I am somebody who likes to think that there's maybe something we're missing or they need help or something like don't just go right to assuming they're a bad person. And I just, just I, maybe with that, there's just a lot of cases where like, even though like Miss Lovitz is serving pies of people meat, um, I just think nobody deserves to feel that much love that isn't real. Like you deserve to feel love, but if it's not real, it's going to end up being super painful, and that's what nobody deserves. I don't think I don't Sweeney Todd deserved to have his wife taken and raped. I mean, I felt bad for Sweeney until he started really going loony. I have a question. Yeah, what's up with the women zoo in this movie? That's oh, there's a lot of sex traffic assorted by hair colors. <laughs> yeah, they're a uh, I don't know the way they describe it is like an asylum or like yeah for the mentally ill and a lot of wig makers apparently go there. Which wigs were a big thing back in the day. I mean, you see the scene I'm of the judge. Sure it's a brothel. See, I really don't think it's a brothel because I don't think that the judge would send her to a brothel. No, I don't think so either, and I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we we only have the option really to buy into the whole wig thing because you do see them in the courtroom all wearing wigs, and wigs are a big thing back then. But they're all like powdered white wigs. And yeah, but stuff. like even women back then wore like big extravagant wigs and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, like it doesn't make much <laughs> sense to me either. But, like, that's the only weird. explanation I can buy into. Here's a little shop, a little jail cell you'll be in with a bunch of other blondes, and every couple hours a man will come in with scissors <laughs> and declare your hair is his and cut it and take it. And this will teach you to love me. Oh, God, I wouldn't be so stuck in a room with a bunch of blondes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad... 
bad trip, bro. Oh, my lawyer's telling me I should decline to comment. Fair. I plead the fifth. Mm. Yeah, Dean? I'm just looking at my notes. I uh, There's parts where... It might maybe it was the time I think it was the time when the judge is first in the barbershop and I forgot that he had like a first moment where he then leaves and then comes back. I thought it was all in one go. So when he first went in, I'm like, oh, it feels pretty early. But because of that, when he goes to shave him, it really I feel like it really does look like he's just gonna slice his throat open right then and there. But then he does just shave him. And I was like, Oh, okay. He's just going for shaving. Mm-hmm. Because oh. then later he's like saying to Miss Lovitz, you told me to wait and now he's gone. And so it's your fault or something like that. That honestly <laughs> was a kind of cool build up where he puts a knife to his neck and then just like goes up to shave it. Yeah. yeah. But it also screwed the pooch because if he would have done it then, then Anthony wouldn't have ran in yeah. like a freak. <laughs> did he, um, he did, he did kill, uh, beetle guy right yeah he did yeah he kills him shortly before the judge and the beetle dropping through the ceiling is the body that the kid sees when he's locked down there slam and hit the floor Uh, yo when the judge goes down though and he's like still alive yeah i don't know how plausible that is him being alive still oh and yeah that was a whole nother thing like we know how bad the judge is but for some reason, I I still felt bad for him when he was down at the bottom of that shoot, still alive. And that's purely a factor of I don't think anybody deserves. Well, yeah, that. I don't think so either. Like, I say he deserved the stab, the not clean cut that was deserved. But what was supposed to kill him was that fall, and it didn't. And that's when I started feeling bad for him. Uh, uh, I want to say that I think. Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, very talented, the both of them. Fantastic mm-hmm. actors. Love Johnny Depp and his other movies. Like Ed Wood is great. Obviously, Pirates is great. Um, Helena Bonham Carter in uh, Harry Potter as Bellatrix Lestrange, very great. And they both have some, they have some vocal cords. Like they're, yes, sir. Yes, I sir. think they is have she... great singing voices. Is she in the first Harry Potter? No, no. She doesn't come in until the third, I want to say. Hmm, interesting. Okay. I'd like, you know, on that comment, though, I would like to say I've always felt like anybody could have a good singing voice. And the reason I say this is maybe somebody could think they're not a good singer in general or something. But I think the only reason somebody could think that they're not a good singer is they haven't tried everything yet. And who knows, maybe, maybe their singing just doesn't match today's singing and they just got to find their own style and that would break them out. I mean, there's a lot of singers out there who had their own style and that's why they became big. Um, I mean, I just think if you feel like you can't sing, you just simply got to find for one, your passion and your style. I think singing and music is just like comedy movies where it's all subjective. So anyone can be a good singer by anyone's standards. It's not going to be the same for you or for me. But yeah, I mean, everyone can technically sing to it'll probably sound good to somebody. It's like I hope, 
anyone can I cook. Hope, <laughs> I hope some advice helps people. You know, we're really making a difference. Yeah. The world's going to change after this episode releases. Things are going to go up for us, boys. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, it's an upward slope. No, it's interesting looking at production, this movie. I was looking into it, and they recorded all the songs beforehand, and then... Like those were the songs used, and then they they still sang them on set, but ultimately they used the pre-recorded versions. And Johnny Depp had never sang in a movie until this point. And there's a funny uh, interview with one of the producers. I think it was before like they even started shooting, and he's like, "It's our first day on set, and nobody knows if Johnny Depp can sing." <laughs> and- <laughs> Because apparently, like, the movie, like, it was casting, and Tim Burton's like, I want my boy Johnny Depp. Can he sing? Don't know. Get him some vocal lessons. And this was, like, Johnny Depp's first time singing, and... He kills it! I, I don't love it. I think he kills it. I think he does great. I mean, it's supposed to sound a little bit, like, monotone, a little washed out, because that's who he is as a character. Um, But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that is just, like... He wasn't great at singing, but it happened to work for the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't, uh, like you said, subjective, so I'm not going to fight you on it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yep. God bless America. Benjamin Barker! Benjamin Barker! Popping pussies into pies. <laughs> Yo. The other worst shot is when the kid by okay, first of all, locks in the basement. Locked in the Whoa. basement the kid is. And he's like, Could I have a pie? Yes, you could have as many yes, pies love. as you like. And he takes by the pie and it's like a thumb. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I hate that. Oh my that. gosh. That scene really got me. Also because I was taking a pill right as <laughs> I forgot all about the scene. And I was taking a pill and that was like right as I like right as I was supposed to swallow he got that toe and I made I choked <laughs> on that pill so hard and Tori watched the whole thing like I struggled and after it went down I did the old oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That toe scene got me. I couldn't. I had to take two, and I, I after that, I literally could not do the other one. I just put it back. <laughs> One's <laughs> enough tonight. <laughs> One's enough for tonight. Dang, that sucks. Uh, also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was watching with subtitles, and when Anthony is gandering at Joanna. Um, and the old woman comes up to him and she's like begging for money. He says something like, mom, who lives up there? He says, mom. At first I thought it was ma'am, but I went back and the subtitles say mom, yeah. which would put him as Johnny Depp's like half son or something. And then he goes on to date Joanna. Do we got an incest thing going no, on? No, no, no. The only thing that confused me. Because I watch with subtitles too. I watched on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and I I was getting the vibes that either there were a few errors in yeah, it because there, there were some times where they weren't right. Like you could clearly tell the person said something that wasn't the subtitle, yeah. and that just made me wonder if they were auto generated. I 
And in that case, it probably would have said mom, but I'm certain he probably meant ma'am. I doubt they're mm. auto-generated, but I feel like people just kind of suck sometimes when it comes to <laughs> captioning. Because, uh, I, yeah, I noticed multiple errors. Um, and, yeah, I, it's not the only one I've seen on HBO Max, too. Some people, I feel, okay. captioning just isn't for them. Good to know. Good to know. I wanted to make sure we didn't have little. Although I wouldn't pass it. It's put it past it. It's nineteen or it's like sixteen hundreds England. Yeah, probably was a lot of incest going on. I bet on. there was. Well, I mean, well, I was gonna it's say... not incest per se, but Judge Tur- Turpin is almost like a father-like figure to Joanna at this point. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna ask for her hand. Yeah, Matthew, quick. They need you to make the subtitles for Braveheart. For Braveheart? No. No, anything but that. No. <laughs> for the whole world What the hell am I Let's... supposed to do with that? <laughs> no, <Let's>... the... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Judge Turpin definitely pulls a Woody Allen here. He's trying to get with his young ward. It's a little... Not right. Yeah. Not right. Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that an actor? That's a that name is. I haven't heard in a while. Isn't he the guy in Zombieland? No. No, that's um, Woody Harrelson. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, Woody Whew. Allen, um, It's a he married his adopted daughter. Consensually? Uh, assumed. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I hope it was consensually. That's still weird. But not, at least not blood. Yeah. Right? Blood. Oh, oh, blood relative. Yeah. Yeah, no. No. But okay. still, it's weird. We don't condone that. No. We don't condone no. that on dialogue. When Sweeney rolls Joanna over. Not Joanna. The old lady. Yeah, the old lady. When Sweeney rolls the old lady over for... When he saw, like, her blonde hair and whatnot, I'm going to tell you, I could not stop seeing Tobey Maguire from Fear and Loathing. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, he's waiting for him to say, Hot diggity, I've never been in a convertible before! (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That out of all the sentences I thought were about to come out of your mouth, I can tell you that one was not on my list. There you go. There you Add go. it to the list. Add to Wowza. the list. <laughs> Wowza. All right. And that's Movie. the Movie. Well, Drew, you won the IMDb game, so you get to give your final thoughts and rating first. So I think there's really only a couple songs that I don't like in this movie. I think there are a lot of fantastic songs, like ones that I would even just listen to in my free time because I think they're that good. Uh, And I do think that it was pretty deserving of the Oscar for art direction because, yeah, I mean, like I see it. I think it has a very, very interesting, almost noir look. Uh, and love the way that they make London look as a city. Um, Seems very bleak, very, I don't know, very empty almost on, uh, I don't know. Um, But I think also acting fantastic. 
Um, Sarah, uh, Sarah, um, Jessica Parker. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, some Sarah Bacha Cohen. Ba- oh, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> Sacha Baron Sacha, Cohen. Okay. Sacha Baron yeah, Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Love him. He's fantastic. Uh, fantastic in this role. Love Johnny Depp. Love Helena Bonham Carter. Um, love Alan Rickman. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of great actors in here, and I think uh, the story is very interesting to me. I love the whole meat pie human dynamic. Very cool. Um, but there are a lot of parts that kind of are slow to me, are boring. I just kind of tune out um, at this point where I've seen this movie plenty of times, uh, especially the whole Joanna dynamic with her and the the guy trying to court her. Um, so yeah, I think I am going to give this a, I'm going to give it a 6.9 out of 10. Haha, <laughs> Funny number. Love it. Okay. I won't feel bad about my number then. All right. Sweet. Uh, good. Uh, my final thoughts on rating. I'm going to reiterate my words of two years past the, cinematic equivalent of getting teeth pulled i think this movie is incredibly boring i think it's incredibly um i I don't like the way it's shot i don't like the way it it looks i don't like the songs really all that much and i really i mean this is worse to me than the lobster just because the lobster at least has a concept kind of murdering this right in front of us the lobster like, that have has more an concept over this because You're it's sweeneying like a, this movie. The lobster, at least, it's like the stakes are like if you don't do this thing, you're turning into an animal. This movie, it just it's so boring. Like this is a two-hour movie that felt like a five-hour movie, and I had <laughs> to watch it in two chunks, and each chunk was just me listening to a song oh i sure hope that made time go faster check the time nope still got an hour and a half to go so um, that's why it took so long you kept looking just, at the clock dude. i know i should have stopped that i i don't like tim Burton's style don't ever try to copy sam raimi's cinematography <laughs> and do it so janky so disrespectfully that's my boy i thought you were saying like to me don't ever pick another tim burton movie <laughs> <laughs> this is a warning this is a threat and a warning um and it's worse than it's worse than van wilder to me it's the worst what? movie i think we've watched so far i hate this movie but on the caveat that uh-huh. I think there's worse out there. So, as much as I want to give it a one, I'm giving it a two. Uh, I still, I don't think it deserves that at all. Garbage. Put in the garbage. I knew it was coming. I'm not going to argue with anything that says... I'm not going to argue. He's saying it's worse than Lobster, and that's always been the worst movie. So, we're going to get that I out of the way now. I don't think that's true, though. Um... <laughs> And now time for my final thoughts. Yeah, Dean, your um, final thoughts of rating? I enjoy the movie. I feel like I only want to watch it every once in a couple years. Um, But I think the tint 
like the colorization. I really like it. I really love the sets, the costuming. Um, I think uh, Miss Lovitz and Sweeney are amazing in this. Um, really like the kid. I think he's a talented actor. And Sacha Baron Cohen is MVA, most valuable actor. It's the highlight of the whole movie for me is that guy. Whenever he's on screen. I'm going to give it a 6.95. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. All you right. Gave it a higher, like double numbers. Slightly higher than Drew. Well, yeah, that was why I was planning. And that's why when Drew said, because I was thinking, I was thinking 6.9, but it's kind of a 7. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to meet in the middle. And then Drew said 6.9. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in no wrong here. So I'm rolling with All right. it. Well, nice. Well, Dean, thank you for bringing us Sweeney Todd, the demon yeah, barber. Yeah, you don't of mean that. Uh, <laughs> you don't I mean, mean that. You don't mean it. Here's the thing. It can never be suggested on the show again. So yippee. There you go. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look but, at the bright side. But you gotta listen to it all over again to edit it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, sweet. Uh, that was Sween Top, Dean Barber's Fleet Street. And next week is our guest week episode. We love our guests. And this is a guest that I'm very excited for because um, we new have guest. A, a big guest, a new guest. Oh, big guest. Um, this is a professional movie reviewer. This is a broadcaster, the host of Ooh. Geek to Me Radio on, uh, okay, oh, I'm going to okay. screw up the network name, but it is on a big radio network, and Just I'll say it next it. time. Um, <laughs> and we have coming to us James Enstall from Ooh. Geek to Me Radio. Re- yeah, radio. So awesome, very excited for him. And he has brought us a musical this month, and the musical he's bringing us is 1962's the music man oh my gosh i just saw this live really (laughs) i just saw this live um yeah they played it at um circle theater and i went with tori and two friends of ours it's like a it's like a friend couple you you've met him it's uh johnny but i don't know if you remember him too well it's johnny and alexa but i went with them and i saw it there is one song in this movie that I think you will know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it for you to discover. All right, I I'm excited right. to chat it up with him and uh yeah give this movie a watch because I have never seen it. All right, well with all that being said, Drew, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? Oh, you can find me under the name Naughty Bear Freak on YouTube and TikTok. Check out my daily gaming arcade series where i review an arcade machine on tiktok and also check me out on instagram at harvey.barker.photo.video i have some film pics that i'm hopefully going to pick up saturday morning get uh scanned in and edited so i will be posting those over time so check it out nice nice dean where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online the people can find me on Instagram, Instagram under Dean Calkins, all one word, all lowercase. I think I already said I put a picture of a train up. Yep, it's photography. Check it out. 
Very nice. And the people can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Fission. And of course, don't forget to join the club by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that bell notification so you can be notified when new episodes come out every single Monday. Also, we have merch. Go to Redbubble, click on our store, and you can have all of our amazing options. Also, one last thing. I can't believe I almost forgot this, but we got DM. And we'll try to make this a brief conversation because this guy, um, he, he did. I'll, I'll just read it word for word. Uh, I'll quit stalling. <clears throat> hey, dial up. I need advice. My girlfriend works a retail job and doesn't understand how hard it is to work at an airport. I make nearly three times as much as her and consider myself above her. What are some good movies about airports to give her an idea of how easy she has in comparison? Thanks. Please keep me anonymous, please. She might listen, and I don't want her mad at me. Well, first of all, buddy, get off your high horse because you are just an ant on a floating rock throughout space. So, uh, there's that, first of all. And second of all, um, I don't know, uh, there's not My first thought, my first thought was Final Destination. Yeah, there we go, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, there's that. Um, Automobiles. uh, Well, I thought that, but I don't know how it would make the job look hard. (laughs) To make him, make her appreciate all the hard work he does at the airport. All that I think happens in the airport in that movie is they're sitting in the airport so you don't see too many workers, and the workers you do see work the car rental section, Mm -hmm. so they're not even airport workers. Um, I want to say... Snakes on a plane. What's the... Oh, there you go. What's the Elvin and the Chipmunks one where they're considered like terrorists? You ever see that where like Elvin, Simon, and Theodore no. are on like a no-fly list internationally? Oh, maybe, what? maybe. I don't know. They did something gonna... on a plane. Uh, Castaway. Yeah, Castaway. Castaway. Um, okay, that's a good one. Air Force One. There are a lot more airport movies than I previously considered. Um, what's um? Top Gun. Captain. There you go. Tom Hanks plays Captain Phillips. Oh, That's a Kevin Phillips boat movie. No, 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 no. Maybe I was thinking of the title of that, oh, but there is a movie. Uh, he plays the dude who lands the plane in a river, and I never watched uh, that movie because I can't tell what would be so exciting about that. I know which because one you're I know about. the plan. I know the plane is going to safely land. <laughs> no, so I don't. Uh, I don't watch. Uh, watch nonstop with a. Uh, oh, that's a good movie. That is a great actually. Movie. I like that movie. Uh, I got the last one for you here because I think this sums up what you want her to watch. And I think it sums up your relationship pretty well. Uh, Captain America, Civil War, the airport battle. There uh, we go. Because it seems like you're, you might have a war in your relationship a bit. If you consider yeah. yourself above her overpay. Yeah. Judging by the, um, did he say, yeah, he sees himself, he gets paid more and he's above yeah. his son. Also screw like, that. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> screw you, buddy. Get off your high horse, helping. man. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you make thing, more than her. Just, I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound right. I don't want to sound like money buys happiness, but I mean, no, it doesn't. You could do something. You with can it. do a lot of stuff, <laughs> but you will, you will not be loved. Money can't buy. You love. won't be loved. Money can't buy love. All right. Can't well, buy me love. and if you want all updates on our upcoming four-part audio drama event, Justice League Mortal. Make sure you are on our Twitter at Club Dial and Dial Up Movie Club everywhere else. Yes, sir. And be sure to tune in next week as we discuss The Music Man with James Enstall. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dial Up Movie Club. And remember, he'd certainly done something to warrant a hanging. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Music Man. <laughs>